0: Hey, Special Educators, I'm Jennifer from Positively Learning. Welcome to the Special Educators Resource Room. If you're like me, you're always looking for ways to save time and streamline your work. That's why this podcast was created, to give you the systems and solutions you need to get your time back. Tune in for tips, tricks, and tools that will help you manage your workload and make the most of your time. Whether you're brand new or experienced, All are welcome in the Special Educators Resource Room. Life happens, visuals help. Hey, Special Educators, this is Jennifer from Positively Learning, and welcome to a new episode of the Special Educators Resource Room. Have you ever heard that phrase? I literally laughed out loud the first time I saw it. I think it was on a t-shirt. This episode is devoted to using visuals in the special education setting. Maybe it's something you're already doing and you're looking for some new creative tips, or maybe it's something you know that you should be doing and could use some support in getting started. So visuals are all around us every day. If you're on your way to school, notice all of the visuals that are there to support your safe arrival. Our students are seeing visuals all around them, whether they are supports for academics or communication, maybe reminders of expectations. For this episode, we're going to be focusing in on behavior visual cue cards. So when a student does need a quick reminder, it's so helpful to have these visual cues that are easy to access and ready to go. So what are visual cue cards? They are exactly what they sound like. A cue is a type of prompt. So a visual cue could be a card that has a picture or a graphic, and they're used to prompt students who may need that extra support. So the use of visuals is a really simple way to provide those extra reminders or prompts without using your voice. And this is really important to me. I was always looking for ways to balance out that teacher talk ratio. Which means I was always looking for ways to reduce my teacher talk and increase my students' talk, whether it was the use of turn in talks or accountable talk or whatever is appropriate for your students. I think back to my first few years where I was talking all the time. Think about the first days of school. Don't you feel like you're talking so much? And my students were probably thinking, ugh, I've got it made. I don't even need to listen because she's just gonna repeat herself over and over. Luckily I started to gain some more confidence in both myself and my students' abilities and I was able to find that balance and visuals was a huge part of it. Another reason I love using visuals is it can be really a discreet way to provide the prompting that our students need but we don't need to advertise that by saying it over and over again. I think about a road trip with my husband. (laughs) He sees those speed limit signs. I don't need to say them out loud to him, even though I really, really want to. All right, so what type of visual cues can you use? Well, this is the best part about visual cues. You can customize them really easily. I have a set of visual cards, and I think there's over 90 of them. But I would never recommend printing all of those out. You might find five or six that are just right for an individual student, and another student might need some different visuals. What's even best is if you could offer some type of student choice. So some common visuals that I've used for behavior support are a thumbs up or thumbs down to give some quick feedback, or maybe it's a smiley face and an unhappy face. Your student can choose. Or maybe it's visuals that are walking through a sequence, like washing your hands or lining up or cleaning up your space. Maybe there are some visuals for raising your hand. Oh, a popular one is a stop sign and also the pause button. So there's so many different types of visuals. It's really going to depend on what's going to support your student. You can always start off with a few more and then fade them as your student gains that skill. So how do we use these visual cue cards in the classroom setting? I'm gonna be sharing a few ideas and I'm saving my favorite one for the end. All right, so think about your learning space. Do you use a small group table? You could display several visual cards at the small group table so everyone sitting at the table could access them. So maybe these are displayed in a pocket chart or on a schedule board. And you could discreetly point to an individual picture card as needed. So students are going to be able to see them throughout the small group session as a great reminder. But then you also could use them to provide some positive feedback, immediate feedback, such as pointing to a smiley face or a thumbs up card. Another idea is to use them with individual students by laminating and taping them to wherever a student is doing independent work. So maybe that's at their table or a desk, or maybe it's at centers or stations. So if students are struggling with some behaviors and would benefit from the prompts, you could put these on their desk as both a support and as a reinforcer, maybe even a first then chart. This is really helpful if students are traveling, maybe moving into the inclusion classroom setting. They can still have the visual reminders that support them, but it's done in a very discreet manner. Another idea is using these visuals as a type of communication board. Think of an adapted book. And when you prepare an adapted book, you could do the same thing with these visual cards by preparing them with adhesive, like Velcro on the back. This is really helpful if it's something that you're supporting that has a lot of change, like schedule changes or transitions, and you need to move the cards around. A communication board is a great way to use these visuals. All right. The next one I love so much. It is so effective. It's supplying the same visual supports to all sports staff that's working with your students. So paraprofessionals would have their own set of visuals and these visuals would be the same ones you have. So that student is getting that same message from everyone. How beneficial would that be? Now, quick side note, I was very, very lucky. Many years that I was teaching, I was in a position where I inherited students on my caseload that came from a previous special educator and she was so good. She was amazing. You're probably gonna hear me reference her a lot in this podcast and someday I hope she hears this. (laughs) But many times these students would arrive to my classroom with visuals. So this special educator had found out visuals that worked really well for the students and as they transitioned up to me, which is like a new grade level, the visuals would transition with them. And then, of course, I could decide if they're still appropriate. And definitely those first few weeks of school, I'm absolutely going to use those. I'm not going to reinvent the wheel if we know something that works. And think about how beneficial that is for my students to see something familiar. So same thing with paraprofessionals and support staff, providing those visuals in multiple settings like that with multiple Adults that this student can count on and get that same message. All right, we're up to my favorite one. And now I feel a little bit silly because it's so simple. I loved using this one because it was really effective. My students loved it, but also it was really easy. So I'm using visuals with a student. Say that we have five or six visual cards. I loved to store them on a book ring. Something where students could flip the cards or I could flip the cards or maybe a paraprofessional is flipping the cards. I don't know what it is about flipping cards, but my students absolutely loved it. So think of it this way. If you had a calming strategy routine, maybe you knew that your student really responded to two different calming strategies. You could have a visual for one and a visual for the other, and you could sequence these cards on this book ring where you're just flipping the cards and walking through, choosing and using a calming strategy. And then the last card could be like a high five card, something that would show them, like provide them feedback, like, great, you used your strategy, you're ready. So that's what we used them for. And It was very teacher directed at the beginning, but then soon my students could just use these cards also on their own. So, if you don't want to use a book ring because maybe students are going to open them or that might be a distraction, another idea is a lanyard. If you had the lanyard on, whether it was the book ring that was snapped on, so you could flip the cards, or you could even just have like a two sided visual in that lanyard, like the ID card version, where you could have like a stop and a go or happy and unhappy, or, you know, you get the idea, Whatever is appropriate for your students. So visuals are versatile tools. You can use them in multiple ways with multiple students. I can't wait to hear how you're going to use them first. I would be so honored if you could share this podcast with another special educator and hit subscribe. I also want to share with you that I have a blog post all about using visual cues and I'll be sure to add the link in the show notes. If you check out the show notes, you'll see the link to the blog post with more details and picture examples. Until next time, thanks for visiting the Special Educators Resource Room. Thanks so much for tuning in and I'm dying to ask, what'd you think? Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe buttons so that you never miss an episode. You can find the show notes and links for everything mentioned in this episode at PositivelyLearningBlog.com. See you next week for more special education solutions.